episode of Design Sisters. I'm Emmy. And I'm Genevieve. Today we're sharing our full interview with Denny Mitchell from Big Cat Rescue. We got to talk with Mr. Denny about a lot more than we could cover in our Big Cats episode. And I know you'll learn a lot listening to our interview today. Thank you again to Mr. Denny for joining us. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to wash your hands for 20 seconds. And now let's go to the interview. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Gen- Mr. Denny. It's my pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to <laughs> meet you. Tell us, how did you get involved with Big Cat Rescue? Well, I have been a cat lover my whole life. I grew up with them. uh, And about 20 years ago, my wife and I went to Big Cat Rescue uh, because we moved to the Tampa area. And we were very impressed. Uh, Those animals were beautiful. And uh, one of the things that I learned during the first tour was that cats behave the same, be it a lion or a little tabby. They all behaved the same. And I was fascinated. And so I was at a stage where I had some free time. And so I decided to uh, volunteer there. And I've been a volunteer at Big Cat for 19 years. Wow. Yeah, that's longer than you've been around, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 10 more years. (laughs) Good. What's your favorite type of Big Cat? My favorite type besides the tabby, okay, and we have cats. I had suggested to my wife we only have two. That's why we have five. <laughs> and they, they all come from off the street. But my favorite of all the cats is the leopard. The leopard is the smartest cat on the planet. And they're very, very effective at doing what they have to do. What makes a big cat different than a domestic cat? Okay, that's a good question. And um, the other day I was at Big Cat and I met our vet and I said, what's the difference between treating a tabby and a tiger? And without any hesitation, he said, size. Ah. They say a cat is a cat is a cat. And there's 40 different kinds, more or less, and they pretty much behave the same. You know why? because it works. Do you know that cats have been around for 35 million years? So they have been real survivors. They've learned how to adapt. And until man came along, they were doing just fine. (laughs) What is the goal of Big Cat Rescue? The goal is to put ourselves out of business. Okay, the reason we exist is because silly people think that they can own a lion or a tiger and keep them in their backyard. Yeah. So what we do, here's here's how it works. Um, There's a thing called pay to play. And what that means is that the breeders try to give us tiger cubs and small exotic cat cubs. And, and kittens and people pay money to pet them and to have their picture taken with them. And the law says that we can do that in the case of a tiger up until it's about three months old, 
40 pounds. And so what happens is the breeders are trying to get these cubs so that they get used to people and you can go in and pet them. But this is a time when the cubs need to be with mom because, sorry, dad, but this is the deal. Moms are the ones who teach us how to survive. And cats are a good example of that. And a tiger or a mountain lion will spend two years with their moms learning how to survive, learning how to find prey, learning how to avoid cars, uh, how to find good water, all of those things that are necessary for their survival. And so what happens is uh, these little cubs get involved with people. They don't learn it, so they can never be put in the wild. And so they end up in people's backyards. They end up in places like Big Cat Rescue, which is not a perfect place because, I'll give you an example, a mountain lion would have about 100 square miles. That's what their territory would be. A tiger can cover up to 400 square miles. And when you put them in somebody's backyard in a cage that's 12 feet by 12 feet, that's not the way they're supposed to live. And so our goal is to educate everybody that these animals don't belong with us. They belong in the wild. And if you want a good reason why they don't belong with us, cats are 12 times stronger than us per pound. Think about that. And if you don't believe it, go out on the street and try to pick up a wild domestic that lives on the street. It weighs seven or eight pounds. When you go to that cat, when you get back from the doctor, you realize you messed up because they are really something. So that's our goal is to end the pay to play and to keep these animals in the wild. And we hope someday we can achieve that and the way we're going to do it is to get the laws changed so that you can't own a lion or tiger. And if you go to Europe, guess what? You can't own a lion or tiger. Got it? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. What do you feed the big cats at Big Cat Rescue? What do we feed them? Okay, we feed them meat. Cats need about 90% of their diet in protein and fat. That means meat, okay? Um, and do you know what a taste bud is? Okay, it's a thing that lets us, it's, it's a, an ability we have to determine what things taste like. And so we have things we really like, uh, you know, like ice cream and brownies. And we have some things that we don't really like, you know, maybe spinach. Okay, I don't know. And uh, we have 9,000 of them. That's why we have so many different foods that we enjoy. Cats only have 500. That's all. So they know what they want. And so when you try to give a cat a brownie, they look at you like you're out of your mind and they walk away. But uh, if you give them a piece of meat, that's what they're looking for. So they love meat. We give them beef. We don't feed them anything live. We give them beef. We give them chicken. And we give them uh, a, a, like a hamburger that has uh, medications in there. 
So, and at Big Cat, we go through about 300 pounds of meat a day. And it's a big part of our budget. How is that different from their diet, their wild diet? Well, (laughs) they're pretty much the same because they know what they want. Uh, The difference is that in the wild, they would have more variety. And just to, you know, when they take down a prey, they eat most of it. Where in our case, we don't give them the carcass. Uh, we, we actually cut the meat just like we eat it. So you get like a, a steak cut, okay? Uh, in the wild, they would consume everything. If you've ever seen the lions take down a prey, my goodness, when it's all over, everything is gone except for the bones. So, but uh, we keep them healthy and we give them supplements. And these are extra things they get in the wild by, by eating the entire prey. And so we give them other things to make that up. <clears throat> Aside from caring for the big cats there, what other conservation work does Big Cat Rescue support? Okay. Uh, first of all, we are very much uh, involved or committed to save the earth. Okay. And so we try to do things that, that don't, don't hurt our world. For example, we have two very large solar collectors there. So we can generate electricity from the sun. Uh, we try to keep everything as natural as possible. We also support rescues around the world for endangered cats, uh, where their numbers are going down dramatically. And so we help fund that. There's, there's a cat called a snow leopard that lives in, have you seen pictures of them? They're beautiful. Uh, but there's only about 3,500 of them left in the world. And they, they live in the Himalaya mountains. Uh, they are, they, uh, they live from 7,000 feet up, which means it's pretty cold. And so one of the things you learn when you study these animals is how well they adapt to where they live, okay? Uh, You ever been to the mountains? You haven't? Okay, the mountains, in the higher elevations, the higher up you are, typically there's lots of rock, okay, and snow. And the rocks are gray, sometimes towards black, And what color is snow? White. White. And guess what color the snow leopard is? White and gray. gray. White and black. That's right. (sighs) And they have a big tail. And the tail is really wide. And you know what they do with that tail? It's just got all kinds of hair. When it's time to take a nap, they wrap it around their head and they breathe through the tail in order to have warm air come into their lungs. How cool is that? So what Big Cat Rescue does, and lots of other people, is there is a snow leopard trust. And so we donate to that in order to protect them. And we do that with various animals around the world. And our goal, again, is to keep them in the wild where they've been for millions of years. We saw the Bobcat Rescue on the site 
What's the process for preparing a wild cat to be re released back into the wild? And will any of the other cats there ever be released into the wild? Okay, well, <clears throat> the problem is um, where do they live, okay? What state are you folks in? Um, North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. So you have a similar thing with us. Um, we only have two cats, wild cats, that are native to Florida. Uh, one of them is the bobcat, and actually they're a lynx. Uh, bobcat is a nickname, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and you have them, in fact, they're in every state in America except Hawaii. The other cat that we have is the mountain lion, and you have them as well, and those are called cougars, okay? so. Um, if we rescue a serval, for example, uh, where do they come from? They come from Africa, okay? And so they need to be in the habitat that they're designed for. So if we got a serval here, we could not release them in Florida. And so that's the problem. Not only that, but the government won't let us do that as well because they don't want a bunch of strange creatures going in places where they're not supposed to be. So, so what do we do for a bobcat? Let's say we find a bobcat kitten, okay? And we, we have a couple of them. Uh, mom might have been hit by a car. And by the way, none of us touch them, okay? That's why you'll notice we all have our fingers, hands, arms, shoulders. And so what we'll do is we'll bring them in, we'll give them an enclosure. Nobody gets involved with them. We have to sneak food into them because we don't want them to lose their fear of people. So when we, because a wild animal needs to be afraid of us, as you can imagine. And so when it's time to feed them, we have to wear a costume that consists of head to toe leaves. And the only thing they see here is a big cluster of leaves. And guess what? It comes with food. So we sneak the food into them. And then as they grow, we give them the proper amount of nourishment. And then before we release them, we actually have drills that we put them through where we'll put a small rodent in with them and they have to learn how to take it down. And once they are big enough and they have enough knowledge, we can release them into the wild. So what are we doing? We're doing what mom does. We're teaching the kids how to survive. In this case, the kittens how to survive. And it's a wonderful program. Uh, <clears throat> we, we have remote cameras that are action motivated. Uh, or um, <clears throat> Yeah. And so what happens is uh, these, these cameras just sit there and when there's motion, they turn on. And we actually do see some of the bobcats that we've released over time. So it's pretty cool. Oh, how can kids like us support saving big cats? They support them. Okay, well, the first thing you can do is what you're doing right now, and that's get an education, okay? And the next thing you can do is talk to your friends. And number one probably would be the most help, especially at your age, is to make your, your friends and your teachers and everybody aware of Big Cat Rescue because they can go to the website. We have 
all kinds of information, all kinds of educational materials. And you can suggest that maybe you do projects about a certain kind of cat because the things that the cats deal with, guess what? Many animals have to deal with. You know, where do you get your food? What kind of food? Where do you get water? How do you avoid cars? Uh, why should somebody be able to go in and, and pet an elephant or ride on their back? You know, oh, elephants are designed for that, okay? And certainly, why would you want to pet a What kind of personality does a jaguar have? Do you have a cat? Yes. That's the personality of a jaguar. Oh, because we have three cats. They all have different personalities. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Okay, that's a good point, and, and that's one of the fascinations of, of a cat. Uh, their brains, for example, are very similar to ours. They have a left brain and a right brain. And one of the things you learn about cats is they are the product of when they were young. Think about that. You know, you obviously live in a home where you are loved, protected, and cared for, okay? So now you have this little uh, jaguar cub and mom's taking care of it. It feeds it, protects it, keeps it warm when it's cold. And you end up with a well-adjusted cat. On the other hand, you have one that lives in the woods by itself. It's really cold. People are chasing it. Kids are throwing rocks at it. And guess what happens? Yeah, they end up being very unhappy and they're very aggressive, okay? And you see that with the domestics. You see the cats that live in the woods. You can't get near them because they're scared of you. So what does it mean? Well, I've seen we have just an amazing uh, jaguar, Manny. Uh, I'm sure you've seen him on our website. And he is such a schmooze. He's been around people his whole life. And we'll come and stand in front of his enclosure. And he'll roll over on his back and show you his belly. And he'll look up at you, yeah. And he'll perform for you because he really appreciates you. But more importantly, he's not afraid. And, and that's, that's the, the main thing. And so we give these cats a great deal of love. Sometimes they come in and they're so scarred because of their past experience, they just wanna go hide and they spend most of their time away from us. But the ones who have been cared for properly, guess what? They come out and you know what? They purr, uh-huh. They rub up against their fence and they, they let you know that you're pretty cool. And then sometimes they'll look at you and turn around and lift their tail and try to spray you. Yeah. <clears throat> and that means they love you and they are marking you, okay? Now, I do have something I want to share with you that's kind of interesting. If you like jaguars, um, they're, they're very similar to the leopard. But there's two big differences. Number four, three big differences. One of them is that they live in the Americas. Do you know that jaguars uh, are, live today in places like Arizona and New Mexico? How about that? And they go all the way down to the bottom of South America. And they can get over 200 pounds. And <clears throat> the leopard lives in Asia and Africa. 
and they only get up to 150 pounds. But there's a big difference in the length of the tail. If you look at a leopard's tail, it's almost as long as its body. If you look at the jaguar's tail, it's half the length of a leopard's. Why is that? Because leopards spend about 70% of the day up in a tree. And when you see a cat with a long tail, that means they're a climber. They use that tail for balance. Thank you. Now, why doesn't a jaguar climb a tree? He doesn't need to. He gets his prey from the land and the water. They are very powerful swimmers. And so they don't have to climb. And so Mother Nature didn't give them a long tail. They have a short tail. The other difference, and we don't know why that is, is their spots are bigger and they have little spots inside their spots. And if you compare the spots of a leopard to a jaguar, you'll see their difference. Some people describe the inner part of the spot as a rosette. Yeah. So (laughs) different places, they developed in a different way and they survive in their habitat. And that's one of the reasons why I'm fascinated with leopards because they are very successful hunters. And you think about it, you know, if you're spending a good part of the day up in a tree, the higher up you are, the further you can see. And so you get ready for an opportunity or a danger much faster than you would if you were on the ground because you can't see as far. So it makes sense to me. I was going to ask you one more question. What's your favorite big cat fun fact? Oh, boy, that's a good one. I, I <laughs> Give me a minute on that. Ours is that cheetahs can chirp. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think probably the most fascinating thing for me about them is their vision. Um, cats are nearsighted. Okay. They, they don't see well in the distance. And the reason for that probably is because their pupils are really big. And so they can see fairly close, but the distance vision is blurry. Okay. So how does that hurt them? Well, guess what? They have a brain that is tuned to motion. And that's what they respond to. So they don't have to see really clear. All they have to do is see the motion. And if you have a cat and you have a piece of string, what does the cat do? Thank you. Chase the string if it's moving. That's exactly right. Now, if you were a predator and a carnivore, a meat eater, wouldn't that be helpful? when you see that mouse running around, okay? And so they respond to motion much quicker than we do. You know, we look at it first, we make a determination. And if you have a little lizard on your patio, for example, and your cat's standing in front of it and your cat doesn't move a muscle, okay? He's perfectly still, he's staring at this lizard and then the lizard flinches. And immediately the cat is on the, the uh, lizard and he's on it by the time your brain says that the lizard moved. 
And so they're much quicker than we are, and they need to be because that's how you get your prey. So I think that's my, my favorite fun fact. Good question. Thank you for the time today, Mr. Denny. Okay, well, uh, let us know when you're coming down, and hopefully we can get together, okay? Thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye. That was fun. Yes, it was.